hello and welcome to Feminist Fridays, your weekly intersectional dose of self-empowerment and equality. I'm your host, Sarah Liberty, coming to your airwaves from Sydney. And this week we have a guest who is a consciousness visionary, transformation coach, energy mentor and author who is passionate about encouraging everyone to be their authentic self. Her name is Joanna Walton and she is joining us from Auckland, New Zealand. But before we meet Joanna, we're going to kick off with a track by Rufus to Soul called Alive because here at Feminist Fridays, we are certainly alive and kicking ass. There's a pain in my chest that I can't describe It takes me down And leaves me there When I talk to the night I can feel it stale It creeps inside
Hi, Joanna, and welcome to Feminist Fridays. Ah, thank you. (laughs) So I wanted to start by just asking about where you grew up and what some of your early influences might have been. Uh, I'm originally born in New Zealand, um, although I actually grew up in Australia, in Melbourne. Oh. Uh, Yeah. And I, you know, I spent my sort of primary years, I guess, in Australia and then came back to New Zealand um, when I was about 11. And so I guess, you know, a bit of Australian culture in there, a bit of New Zealand culture. And um, I guess, you know, in considering what I do, um, worth noting is probably that I grew up with a a dad who was very, very business orientated, business minded and a kind of corporate guy. And my mother, who was completely the opposite. And she was very much into her spiritual pursuits. Um, And so I grew up in in, I guess, the dichotomy of both of those things in my environment and uh yeah the interesting um conversations that that produced i also wanted to before we talk about your current role as a visionary and a transformation coach and a speaker and an author Mm. just um ask a bit more about um your teenage years Mm -hmm. and the mystical experiences that you had can you tell us what they were and what kind of impacts they had on you? Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, growing up in a household where your mum's into the kind of spiritual things, I was very open-minded in, in many respects. Um, and, you know, I sort of didn't blink an eye when I was sitting on the couch when I was about 17 or 18, I think it was, with my boyfriend at the time and my mum was doing a, a Qigong um, demonstration, which is kind of a bit like chi- Tai Chi, if you mm. know agents you know breathing movement sort of things and and then I just suddenly she burst into all of this amazing color and I was like you know elbowing my boyfriend saying oh my god can you see that and he was like what are you talking about and I'm like oh my gosh and all those colors they're amazing and so you know that was seeing an aura obviously but um and because of what she was doing it was like the colors were changing and things things were happening and I thought that was pretty awe-inspiring but on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, I used to get these premonition visions. And, you know, when I was in, a bit younger and I was sort of, you know, a bit of a rebellious teenager, to be totally frank. And, um, you know, I was exploring um, everything in my teenage worlds and, you know, stealing cigarettes from my parents and buying buying the occasional joint of marijuana to experiment with. And, you know, I would get premonition visions about um, whether there were going to be police where I was <laughs> going to buy marijuana and things like that. That sort of saved me. I would get the flash of, you know, um, a scene where there might be sirens or a police car or something, you know, like, I mean, it was only just buying a teeniest amount of marijuana, but obviously, you know, when you're young, um, those things are quite interesting. And then when I had the vision, you know, telling me that it was there and we did, you know, um, directed our car in a different direction and then saw it from down the street so you know things like that sort of were happening and I was you know and I mean in a humorous sense that was really helpful (laughs) really now but um I thought didn't think that much of it at the time you know yeah I can imagine I mean who didn't experiment during their teenage years I think many of us can relate to that yeah Um, but you know having a a premonition or an aura kind of give you some warning before yeah. certain things were about to happen 
Exactly. That would have been really handy. That would have been a great, a great teenage skill. <laughs> That's exactly why I thought it was pretty handy myself. So, yeah, it's definitely my six senses were well in, in um, activation, you know, like it, there were definitely various, all sorts of different things happening. Those are just a couple of examples to get, to give an idea. Okay. So we do have something in common. We've both worked on a, new, a number of continents in media or communications type roles. Yeah. Before we talk about your work at the moment, what drew you to that kind of industry? Was there a moment or something that you realised um, was attractive to you? And I guess the second part of this question is when did you and how did you know it was time for a change? Yeah, so, you know, to be totally honest, I don't know who really, really, really knows what they want to do when they are going through school and heading into university. And I... You know, I sort of wanted to be an artist, but I thought, oh, no, they're not going to make money. And so I defaulted to a business degree. And then I ended up majoring in advertising and marketing because my dad was in advertising and I knew a bit about it. And I'd been doing some work in school holidays, so sort of like had a vague clue. And I thought, you know what, just go and do a business degree because at least it'll be handy whatever you end up in at some point, you know. So Mm. I didn't really, I wasn't like I was incredibly passionate about advertising being my, you know, dream career, but I ended up in it because I didn't really know what else to do and I didn't want to do nothing. (laughs) So... Mm. You know, that actually, though, amazingly took me over to New York and all around the world. But I really, although it was amazing and it's such a creative industry and there's a lot to love about advertising and it definitely gave me travel and adventures and a really amazing experience and foundation for where I am today. But, you know, there was a part of me that just sort of felt like, you know, selling candy to kids was a little bit sort of like, you know, borderline with my own moral, moral code. And, you know, some of the things that I was working on, I just felt like weren't really in alignment with my soul. It was like my soul was sort of Mm. singing out to me and sort of saying, come on, there's something more here for you. Are you just going to climb the corporate ladder in advertising? Is that really where you want to be in at the, in all of this? And it wasn't. And so I did, I did sort of, you know, embark on a journey to, find out what it was that I really wanted to do because I really was um, quite fixated on figuring out how I could make a career out of doing something I was incredibly passionate about. So like I've touched on, we have both worked in corporate high-flying roles, Mm -hmm. Um, but your expertise now is in um, being a consciousness visionary and a transformation or transformational coach. Yeah. And you're also a speaker and an author. Can you, for people out there who might be listening and wondering what this what that entails? Yeah. Tell sure. us a bit more about what it does entail, what what it involves. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think um You know, my work as a transformation coach is really about taking people from one state of being to another. You know, I get a lot of people who are, you know, as we have been, um, you know, burnt out in a corporate career or wanting something more in life and realizing that that their career that they're currently in is not it and it's not that satisfying Um, and or, you know, or wanting to fulfill themselves uh, on on different levels that they haven't been thinking about before. And sometimes I get people who are really stuck or people have been dealing with 
parts of themselves that are creating the disruption. They're living at, you know, loops and patterns that are keeping them uh, stuck and from uh, preventing them from moving forward in relationships or in their career or money or whatever it's involving. And really it's about, yeah, this idea of, you know, how do we change and stepping people through that process that is in a way that you do it through, you know, um, a holistic approach. And so that's dealing with someone's, you know, complete energy signature in, in their body and in their being in a holistic way. So you're not just dealing with the physical, you're dealing with the emotional, the mental and the spiritual and an, and an energetic layer of their being, you know. So um, we really look at all of the different um, facets of um, that they have been operating out of. And it's almost like, you know, uh, giving them a software upgrade, <laughs> if you think about us and our being, you know, we get into these um, these patterns within ourselves when we're operating out of old software and they may be limiting beliefs and ways of being that, you know, being reactionary or whatever it is that we are finding challenging in our life. And, you know, if we continue doing that, we're just going to continue getting the same experience and the same, you know, response. So it's up to us to sort of uh, you know, upgrade our software within ourselves, so that we can step into the new and expand into more of our potential and possibility within our lives. And, you know, the visionary part comes in because, you know, I really see outside of this physical experience and I have a dream of a, a, an incredible version of humanity that is really in touch with themselves on a multidimensional level, not just on a physical level, and who really understands the holistic nature of this experience in an energetic way, as well as, you know, just our physical senses and what we can see and hear in front of us. So, um, you know, I really have this vision for um, a, a beautiful world where, you know, it's very heart-centered and led by um, that part of ourselves, and it's very respectful of all beings and the planet and um, a more um, coherent and, um, you know, respectful way um, to live in general with each other in cooperation and unity. So, yeah, that's a little bit about what, what that looks like in my mind. So, you know, I'm really curious to ask now about the book that you've written called The Inside Hustle. Yeah. I am someone who's very cautious about promoting external hustle mm. uh, and that is partly because I know that I have, perf- I have perfectionism um, as a, a trait, you know, I, I, I sometimes can be my own worst enemy in that regard mm-hmm. um, and I have a tendency to work very hard and be mindful still though, of trying to maintain a good balance between work and, and play, essentially, oh, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and encouraging others to do the same. So I'd love to hear from you what you mean by the inside hustle. Yeah, so, you know, for me, <laughs> I this, this book, just to give people a little snapshot of it, it's a transformational travel memoir. So it's the story of my personal journey of evolution, although it is the comedy of errors version. And I describe this as Bridget Jones meets Eat, Pray, Love on steroids kind of vibe. And, you know, it takes me 
It takes me all around the world and I'm constantly searching outside of myself and really in every experience I'm having where I'm looking for answers, um, it's directing me back into myself. And so really it was this constant um, hustle within myself that just kept directing me back into my, oh, an external hustle that was directing me back into myself, really. And that's why I called it the inside hustle, because I was really, really so fixated on figuring out what it was and, and then deep diving into the inner work. And, you know, in all of it, everything brought me back to myself, where all of, um, you know, the, the, the wisdom and the gold and the treasure was um, inside. And so that's, but the whole journey was a bit of a hustle. I mean, I went all around the world. It started with the Camino to Santiago, the hike of over 900 kilometers across the north of Spain, you know, and then I was sort of in London, we're going through some pretty dark times. I climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. I went on a cactus journey at some point. I ended up in South America and, you know, um, meeting a shaman and then went to a trance channel medium in Brazil and had all these quite out of it uh, adventures Um, and you know all of it uh, was really just you know part of my understanding my own inner makeup in other ways and you know I ended up back here in New Zealand as the end of the book um, and where I sort of seem to pull it all together. (laughs) One thing I wanted to bring up is I read a, a book review of yours that said that you share an uplifting tale of bubbles and bruises on the rocky road of self-discovery. Mm. You walk the hard yards so that others don't have to. Can you tell us a bit more about what those hard yards look like and how you've gone about guiding other people around them? Mm. You know, I... You know, I guess, you know, just the extent of the the journey around the world that I just described as part of it. But, you know, I was really navigating a lot of battle and a lot of my own demons and my own issues. And although I was sort of on paper doing all the right things to help problem solve them, I wasn't really getting um, as a head or the answers that I really wanted and needed and all of it. So I was really generous in sharing all of the pitfalls and the little, um, bumps in the road and being really, really honest about some of those incredibly dark times. And I think, you know, that's what people find have found really relatable and really helpful. And they feel like they're not alone in all this because there were times when it was just absolutely awful. I wanted to chuck it all in, you know, and, I think that a lot of people do have those thoughts, even though they may be not super serious about it, but it's really important to, you know, now, you know, it's quite on trend to talk about mental health, but it wasn't all those years ago. And to allow someone into the inside of the inner workings of my mind um, and all of that and how I was understanding and perceiving and trying to get myself out of it and getting caught up in it and also sabotaging myself along the way is really helpful to other people. But just generally where I got to and the conclusions I came to and all the discoveries that were the real sort of aha moments to share those with people is um, has been really great. And that's why I think people have resonated pretty strongly with it because there's what I hear is there's, there's something for everyone to identify no matter who you are and all of this, you know. So I wanted to ask, in terms of the, top, the types of 
people that you engage with. Mm. Um, can you talk to us about that a little bit more? And, you know, if you have any examples or case studies to share, that would be wonderful. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, in the work I do, it's, you know, generally people who have gotten to a point where they're a bit sick of themselves, you know, or they might be experiencing challenges with trauma that is tripping them up and creating other issues in their lives or, you know, um, intimacy or um, anger or, you know, whatever. There's there's many things that people, you know, we're the, we're the biggest critics of ourselves, aren't we? And we, we, we are constantly looking at ourselves to see what's wrong and when we're not happy with ourselves um you know and we're experiencing in our outer reality uh a reflection of that and you know then we need to start going inside and looking at why that is that we're experiencing that because you know our inner reality is very very connected to the experience that we're having in our outer reality so it's you know, I, I start to allow people to understand their lives on a different level um, and what I call the higher perspective, which is a more expanded view than just the stories that you might be seeing playing out in the human kind of in front of us, but actually mm-hmm. looking deeper into the metaphors. Okay, why is this playing out like this? And why did I react like that? How is this happening? How have I actually technically been creating this and attracting in this experience within my um, field due to some kind of vibrational alignment that I've got going on within me? And then, you know, unpicking some of those deep-seated patterns that mean that people keep experiencing the same thing over and over i mean we've all been there when we've dated the same person over and over and they're just literally like a new version of that in slightly different format or when you know our bosses reflected somehow a pattern that we've been dealing with with our parents or you know they show up in different ways and it's all connected and so once we start to really identify that from a more aerial view of someone's life and all of the ways that their energy is operating and how they are operating with their own mental patterns and subconscious beliefs and all of the, the things that add up to us as we are, you know, operating here that, you know, everything adds up to our behaviors and how we're, how we're constructing our life. And so we start to sort of unpick some of those kind of things in, in the work I do, and then really start to get it out of the way because really what I've really learned is that we're all in an, in our own way to a certain extent. I certainly was in mine and many, many people experience literally just them getting in their own way in all various different forms and aspects of themselves. And when we can start to move beyond that and um, dismantle some of that, we're able to experience a beautiful life of alignment and flow and synchronicity and not really having to try and push and control. And everything comes into to meet us in a much more graceful execution of life, so to speak. And it's much more joyful way to live. And so who doesn't want to be there? I think, you know, whenever we're experiencing challenges in our lives and especially if they're ongoing and cyclical, and, you know, we want to, we want to nip that in the bud really. And so that's the, the work that I do, but it, and it doesn't matter um, who you are or what the story is. I can always see the parallels and we're all often dealing with certain kinds of wounding and things that we've taken on from our childhood and all sorts of stuff that is still sort of, you know, circumnavigating our experience in our sphere 
um, you know, at this point in our adult life. And so the sooner we can get on top of that and just sort of start to, um, you know, not agree to, to, to living out that same set of rules and restrictions that we have been operating out of, the better. Um, so I deal with all sorts of different kinds of things that people are challenged by in their life, you know, um, many, many, many things. Um, it really runs the full gamut. Um, and I really help helping people get back in touch with themselves on that deep level. And as you say, that authenticity and, you know, breaking down some of the masks that are in the way of it and, um, and really getting to the, the truth of the matter within, within themselves. Wow. No, you, one of the things that's just, I wanted to ask you about after hearing that is, have you done any formal training in psychology or psychiatry or is this more like, Know, your own experience and you, you have used that to kind of build the career that you've got now? No, so this business was actually inspired by my advertising career, funnily enough, because uh, when I was on my way trying to get out of advertising, I was exploring many holistic therapies and I'd learnt transcendental meditation in my teenage years and I'd learnt Reiki and, you know, those kinds of things. And then I studied kinesiology, which is a holistic therapy based on muscle testing. And I really learned a lot about the body and the energy and our mental patterns and the subconscious and all of that kind of thing and that. And then, you know, since then, I, I mean, all of it also, I mean, I did all sorts of other different workshops and things along the way, but I did never studied sort of psychology formally, but I really started to understand this different view of the world that is really based in consciousness and um, the quantum world and, you know, our the way that we are interacting and who we are in our energetic makeup and how how we're made up as a being part of all of these things. And you know, so mindset is part of it, our emotional field is another part of it, and having the ability to, you know, not get caught up in the stories that are playing out and an emotional reaction and, you know, training people and coaching them and guiding them to be able to view their reality and what's going on in a completely different way that is actually helping them detach from that way of uh, interacting with it and elevating themselves out of that and into a new level of consciousness an expanded state of being and you know coming and very connected to their heart and heart technology very very fascinating yeah so i'd like to also ask as this is a feminist segment mm-hmm. how has feminism and i am an intersectional feminist so i believe that you know, everyone's equal. It's not just about women's rights. Mm-hmm. How has feminism been a part of your journey? Well, you know, I think like any woman today in her adult years, who's, I'm in my 40s, um, you know, I've definitely had the experience of, uh, as I've been going through and growing up and in my careers of, you know, the patriarchy dominance and and also just the way that this world is structured. And, you know, I think that really has an, an impact on, you know, you as a as a being and wanting, as you say, equality for all beings, you know, not not just women, but all beings everywhere. Um and, you know, I just I just really um yeah, have been sort of passionate about um, a, a better a better way to live where we're all 
you know, just the same and, and beautiful respect for each and love for each other and a, and a different level of consciousness because, you know, as much as, um, you know, we also want to sort of fight for our rights. If we're fighting for anything, we're still putting a fighting energy into the world. And so I think there's a different way of going about this um, mm-hmm. to, to embody that which we, you know, believe in and see as a beautiful vision for this planet and, um, you know, exhibiting that and imbuing that energy out to everybody that we come across, you know, in our words rather than a fight energy. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of a different approach. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I really uphold this vision of equality for all sentient beings all over this planet and beyond. And I really am passionate about, um, doing my part in holding that energy and embodying that as much as I can. Nice. I love it. So one more final question um, for our listeners who might want to connect with you and your services and want to be a little bit more in touch with their authentic self. Mm. How can they find you or follow you? So this is your opportunity to plug your website, and any social media handles here. Sure. So if you're interested in my work or finding more about me, I've got a website and it is joannawalden.com. So that's W-A-L-D-E-N. And you can also find me on Instagram at I am Joanna Walden. And also on Facebook, my business page is also at I am Joanna Walden. And I generally um, share a lot there. I'm also on YouTube. Um, if you just Google search me, I've only just started my um, YouTube recently, so there's a little less content on there, but I'm building that slowly. Um, but, you know, if you, all of those ways are the main ways that you can get in touch with me and, um, yeah, just reach out if you're interested to know more. I love hearing from people. But you can also find my book um, on all good book selling platforms. There's an ebook version of it. There's the physical book version of it. And the audio book is just going live now. So Audible, it's not quite updated yet on an Audible platform, but I know it's on Kobo and a couple of other platforms. But the audio book is literally, yeah, it's going live momentarily on all of the platforms. It's just being distributed and getting uploaded and approved. So yeah, so you can find um, bits and pieces about me on, on all of those areas. So yeah, feel free to get in touch. I'd love to hear from you. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Joanna, for joining us today and sharing all of your authentic insights. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm so appreciative of you having me on the show. Um, It was great to connect and I really loved this. So, um, yeah, thank you again.